football, baseball, basketball, anything sports. Auburn's 91.1 FM WEGL presents the scoreboard with your co-hosts, Bay Marks and Jacob Hillman. Your calls are welcomed at 334-844-9345 or follow them on Twitter at Jacob underscore Hillman 3 or at Bay underscore Marks. Now, let's take a look at the scoreboard with Bay and Jacob. We welcome you to today's program, Thursday, September 24th, Saturday morning, as always, sitting alongside my great host, Jacob Hillenberg. How are you doing, my friend? I'm doing well. Uh, very excited because we got to get special guests today. We do have a special guest today. Just like you can ask for a special guest today from the ESPN and the Seattle Cowboys coach. He will come around in the next segment of the hour. Uh, he's going to Uh, 
I'm trying to figure out your last year, so a lot more. I can say it was really good. But I can't find that. Obviously, the best time here. So I think the big, the second point I want to make as well is who's four right now. They all have that. They all specialize in different areas of the game. John Travis, Stevie, Sticky Cataract. Ken Casey, the athletic back. Like, it's really not a rapid tackle. Mark Casey, this is kind of reminds me of the carry on running around the tackle. They move away and pound the ground straight up through the tackle. So I think all four of them really strive and strengthen in different areas. Especially when you see how they run by committee this weekend and see the kind of play called set and set in the back pocket. It doesn't look like Allen's for me, then we'll have a role. But it's that more so. It might be different than a year's past. It always feels like you have a bunch of running backs and one of them doesn't get any carries in the first few weeks. Everyone talks about that. That might be different with that more. They might all have a role. They might all get some touches this weekend. We'll have to wait and see because that's, that's a lot of unknowns, especially with the way practice has been this year. Obviously, a lot less media availability. So, it's a wait-and-see kind of deal on what could happen. And all of them definitely used multiple running backs in the past. 2013, 2014, for example. Three minutes, we've got a lot of tension. Corey Grant, that's no problem. It's been a between all three of those guys in two years, except for Taylor. But Corey Green, that's been such a good job. They will run by him. They will run everybody. They want to keep the defense guessing. So, yeah. We'll ultimately run the defense part of all of this. So, Corey Gilbert. I think the biggest thing, if you saw the best start this weekend coming out of all of us, the biggest is the two big things to do. One, I think the fifth tackle position Colby Woods is being phenomenal, as well as a corner. Jalen Simpson, who's since the venture session, uh, is being phenomenal as well, over junior college, transfer Marco Demetra, and sophomore Sam Myers for this. I think that, honestly, that's definitely a big reason for it. Now, what I haven't said is that those guys are showing up all campus. Colby Woods is strong, he's athletic. Between tackles right there on the ground, as well as corners, especially in certain areas, and strong three ball practice as well. I'm going to trust him to the top. I think he knows exactly what he wants. And I think it's going to be interesting to see how the secondary plays Kentucky not know. Well, I think he's going to make the assumption that Jerry Gay is probably the best part. Right now, it's more like he will. It will be Terry Wilson. I don't even know if Jerry Gay will be eligible. But I do be interested in the defensive backs because it's going to be a different kind of offense than you've just seen throughout the SEC. I mean, this Kentucky team right now, yeah, they run the ball a lot. So I don't think they're going to be as tested as they need to be throughout through the air. But we're going to see how their run defense is because they're going to have to make some plays on an athletic Terry Wilson who's coming off a knee injury and he's like, who's under two years ago. It's like going to come to SEC East. Yeah, because of how good he played for the first time. I've been down over years, but I think the secondary is going to be fine because of Smoke Monday and Jamie Sherwood as well. But yeah, they look strong. That would be my point. No, like I said, I'll just say I'm most confident, but that's just fine. Absolutely. Even with the part that's going to be for the season, he obviously won't be playing. So that linebacker room on the left part does look like KJ Gray and Noah Paco. Starter, but he's one of those guys that you need to look out for. He had several games last year where he 
a guy like Andrew Schwartz and, and maybe Sean Steinberg will be able to create on their own. So finding a close to play is going to be big, and obviously you need time to do that. If you're going to push the ball down the field, your quarterback needs some time. I think that's going to be massive for the Auburn offensive line. It's, it's the question mark for me as far as this team is concerned. Uh, I feel we're really confident saying that uh, I think the specialty of skills is going to be fine, even though running back is not a position that has a ton of experience. Josh has done more threat at that position before. Uh, I think Schwartz and Williams are, are dynamic and can be legitimate playmakers. Uh, defensively, there's a lot of things to be excited about, but you need to see that offense line, how they're going to operate, how they're going to gel, how they're going to work together. Uh, and I think that's going to tell us a lot of the story of where this Auburn offense is going in 2020. What are your first impressions of uh, you offer an offensive line coach Jack Manel Jr.? I've talked to a lot of people who play for him. Uh, I've talked to people who are college football guys. You know, I haven't around him a whole lot, but I hear good things. And I know players enjoy playing for him. He's been lucky to have a club coach. So uh, the fact that he's had more of a relationship, I think, is probably the right move. He's a good move. So you've got to kind of ask him, you know, you've got four guys that haven't really played a ton of ball in the SEC, and you've got five guys that haven't really played a ton of ball together. And that's going to be a big challenge, is to find a way to sort of fast forward that continuity. You, you have to gel as an offensive line. You don't have to have five great offensive linemen to be a great offensive line. You've got to have five guys that understand one another, that are playing for the same goal, that take care of each other, and, and they have that chemistry with one another. Uh, have that feel for when a guy is going to come off for a double team. He might be struggling with a certain pass pressure when he's lined up in a certain way. He knows you need to go help him. Those things are all important. And, and these guys, in an offseason where reps have been limited, this is a group that probably needed their reps to be extended. Therefore, it's, it's a little bit of a recipe for, for one that may struggle early on. And again, you're going to get the group with a lot of experience. This is not a, this is not a tricky, fast, quick, super athletic, Kentucky defensive line. But they're heavy handed, they're big, and they got experience. So uh, that means they'll have wherewithal and know how. And that could be dangerous. So, having listened to the early boxing bread, and obviously, you know, it's going to make it the next All of those travel to Africa get the perfect mark to the mind of team with a very athletic defense as well. Having mentioned, you know, you mentioned before Seth Williams was still with the guys, you know, the offensive line going together with the new coach and the Dallas, as well as Chad Morrison, and his first season as offensive player. Do all those, do all those ingredients add to the recipe of this year the year that Bo Nix takes that next step because of Chad Morrison being on the planet this year? I think, I think Chad knows that the offense is hit, which, you know, I think there's, there's I'm, I'm pretty confident that it's going to be. You, you'll see a more, you'll see a more unique run game. You'll see, you'll see a run game that has more options in it. You don't necessarily run the option. But I, I think you'll see, you'll see things be a little bit more different week to week. Uh, I, I think, you know, Doug Miles is a very meticulous, very detailed guy. Therefore, I think sometimes more, you know, less is more with him. So, we don't need to run 16 plays. We can run five to 10 plays and execute it well. We believe that to be able to work. Chad Morris is, is very different in that aspect. He, he wants to run uh, different run teams, different run plays, out of different formations, at different times, on different parts of the field. And that's one thing that helps him be successful in multiple spots and all this important. So, if you kind of mesh those together, I think it could be a really good move. 
Georgia very well might. What do you expect to see out of Mac Jones or Bryce Young this year? And I guess talk a little bit about safety, Daniels, and DeJuan Massett in Georgia. That's an interesting deal over there because, you know, in J.D. even left, I think a lot of people immediately said, you know, there's people who were saying he was a first-round draft pick, a quarterback in the SEC, a lot of other things. But for me, I never sort of got on that train. I wasn't believing that much hype about him. I do think he has a lot of talent. I think he's very skilled. But the guy's over going to 300 yards against a power five opponent. So, for me, what was the most when he opted out was you just had a month, a month and a half of number one reps that you gave to a guy that's not going to be on your football team. There's a ton of value in that. There's a ton of value left with that. Well, J.C. Daniels comes in, you're almost doing the same thing up until the last two weeks, but now all of a sudden he might not be medically clear to go. John Max apparently is somebody that they like. I he's a big kid. He runs well. His arm, super talented, but... How much time has he had running with the one? Even running with the two, compared to what a lot of these other quarterbacks in the SEC have had or will have. But I know they're confident in his ability, and I know they got on the phone that they can probably go out there and keep things pretty simple and pretty ordinary with us. He's got a great chance to win in a football game. So quarterbacks aren't going to get into practice. So when I hear this great team game of not being clear for contact in practice, it doesn't really bother me. However, you can't have a guy who's finally clear to go 100% two days before a game and then say, yeah, we'll throw you out there and play live football. I bet he doesn't work. So I would expect it to be massive when we get the majority of the work in this game. And then if you get out there and play well, then J.C. Daniels might be present and falling just to be a guy who gets reps across the course of this season. Really well, let me take your brain on one more thing. Uh, obviously, the city national is going to be higher. You really have a lot of the time. Yeah, he should have been. Uh, obviously, a lot of the time. But Terrence Marshall is returning. They did have a lot of departures there. Is there anyone else on LSU that you expect to step up in this in this odd season? You just read him being a wide receiver or just kind of across the board? Across the board. Just in general. Oh, I think that's one big misconception to LSU is we focus on everybody's gone, and we kind of completely forget about the level of talent that's going to be back. They, they probably have the best defensive player in college football back. That corner, Derek Stingley. Jacoby Stevens has a really good chance to be a first-round draft pick at safety. Uh, he's a guy that we put the film on, he is all over the place. Now, I think Jamal Clark's going to have a big year. The real class is an All-American in North Dakota State. He transfers in as a side linebacker. Glenn Rosen's a really good player inside. Gil Bell adopted that year. Uh, and then offensively, you still have... Austin Dekula started every game of right tackle last year. Darren Rosenthal started some games at left tackle. Jason Hines has played football before. And then obviously, uh, yeah, they had Ingram that played a ton of football for LSU last year. But for some reason, people don't even include Neiman by being a starter on that team. So they might not be good trading that wide receiver, but I do think that they have enough talent on that team to go around where they're going to be able to be competitive with most teams that they face off with this season. All right, well, before we let you go, Give us an SEC champion, and I guess SEC West and SEC East champion. I mean, I'm going to throw Alabama in the SEC championship game. I'm going to take Alabama right now to win it. Uh, I just don't, I would cross the board. I don't know if you really match yourself with Alabama. I mean, that, that big and physical and talented of an offensive line with the stable of backs that they have, and a quarterback who can manage the offense, that can distribute it to with legit playmakers on the wing. I don't you know, defensively they might have some holes again. It might be a, a point of contention, but I still think you're gonna have to outscore them. 
I thought the Lakers, because like I said, that's when I was thinking. They're pissed off. LeBron, we saw LeBron, we saw AD. I think it's not, I think they might have been coming off of a bit of a rush after that AD buzzer beater. And he was. Exactly. So, I don't think that happens again. So, and I think the Lakers win. I think they win by about 10 points. And after that, don't ask me what's going to happen because I'll be completely wrong. Yeah, it's just a three-one series after that. I agree with you. I'd say that it's a double-digit win tonight for Los Angeles. Um, I don't think Denver plays bad. I think like you just said, Los Angeles comes out with a fire in their belly and, and they play well. Especially with Ron James. He, he's kind of a match with the MVP. I think I've seen, I can't tell you the exact stats, but it was a, a 
show how much better the Heat are when he's on the floor. He hasn't took a breath, so many rebounds, and he took rim for that. Now, he only he didn't have any blocks last night. But that's probably because they didn't try. They had a lot of in the series, so they did. He did, and that was the game one that he did that. I think it was. It's one of the best blocks in the NBA playoff history. Matthew Johnson called it the best defensive play he's ever seen. And you might be right. What? Ignoring the whole, you know, LeBron's done it in the finals twice. Best pure block might have been that one. Because it would be like he Oh, I hear that. But he said, no, he's fine. I'm telling you, they're all the men in the world. They're not losing the series. It's Jimmy Butler here. And if Tyler here seems to play the way he does, or he did last night, just give me seven games of beating Lakers. I'll be happy. He's had a good chance. I agree. I was trying to break NFL talk. Week three is coming up. Find out who you have. Pull up it. And how it's going to be. I'm going to get an update on that. I'm going to get an update on that. I'm going to get an update on that. Welcome back into the scoreboard here on Weagle 91.1 FM or streaming at WeagleFM.com. Jay Hogan sitting alongside Fade Mark. This is the last segment of the show. We're talking to NFL. Because it, it's been an exciting few weeks in the NFL. And we have a call in. Daniel from Helena. How are you doing today? I'm great. How are you guys? Doing great. Daniel, what's on your mind today? Well, do you remember a year ago when it was the week of the Saints Panthers game and I called in and I warned you of how bad you were going to get beat? I do remember that. And if memory serves you right, you were correct. Yeah. Well, today it's Mr. Mark's turn. Yeah, but the difference is that Saints team is a lot better than what this Saints team looks like now, specifically to you. Yeah, I that has to agree with. How does how does that loss take the first loss as a loss take in the NFL football season? Oh, it's, it's not very good. Yeah, I wouldn't have my kids too. We're going to talk about that first game. They were ready for you. Yeah, he wasn't going to let you get the first word. No, no. At least it was an Auburn kicker that put it away. That's exactly what I was going to say. It's just you know, Auburn kicker, but yeah, he still lost. So, what do you think? 7.20 p.m. Central Time, NBC Sunday Night Football. The two new Packers travel down to New Orleans to a one-on-one on the air that we alluded to lost to the Los Angeles Raiders in their first ever home game last week. It is in New Orleans this week. Who do you have I mean, I've got, I've, I'm sorry, Dale, but I've got the Packers. Right. So, come on, man. Rodgers is on a mission. Yeah, I mean, I think both areas are just ready to go off and I mean, we'll see what it looks like later in the season. Uh, their division doesn't look pretty. I mean, the Vikings just look horrendous. I think we picked them to win <laughs> the division for the season. I also picked them to win the So, yeah. you might have just got it over. Yeah. The Packers look great. I'm questioning the Saints. I'm not I'm not counting them out yet because Michael Thomas obviously did not play against the Raiders and he's he, he injured. And, I don't know, this could just be a slow start for Drew Brees. I mean, it could be his last season. That could be in the back of his head. So, I'm not counting up the Saints, but I don't think what they do on Sunday night is going to be enough to take down the Packers. Their defense is way better than our offense this year, though, I would say. I mean, statistically, and by the offense, and you just kind of put out each one against the Bucs, was Drew Brees just insane to not look the same. I think he's the answer, and then it's got to be a mistake if we start up with him playing a whole lot. Really close to the I'm not going to go, obviously, but it's going to be really close. I'll say that. Maybe Crosby is going to be a good thing in the last few minutes just to win it. But I don't know. Mary Dale, who you got? You know, 
do I got? What do you mean? What, what, give us a score. Do you think it's going to be a blowout, or do you think it's going to be a blowout? I think it's going to be an overtime win. Okay. Four to one? Yeah. I'm going to put the input right now. That would be a fun Sunday night matchup. I mean, we've had, yeah, two in a row. You never know. Yeah. I don't know. I think with the way Sunday night football's been going, last week, it's very possible. And even, even the Rams Cowboys, even the way it ended, yeah. it was. But, uh, but yeah, we're going to let you go. Thank you for calling into the show. And, hey, call back whenever. All right. See ya. See ya. And moving on. I love it. Especially when Patrick. Well, especially whenever he's talking trash. I remember it. I remember it. I think you guys still had hope in the Panthers. And I took it, I took it to heart.
not game of the week, but game of the twelve block window, a great hit from the game on the watch. Buffalo wins by agreed. Very close game. Mitch. Oh, man. I need to open it on this. This is a good game. You know what? I'll, I'll do that. Las Vegas at your Sam Newton Patriots. Oh, you like, you're correct. You like to do as more than about that. So I'm going to be pulling for the Patriots as long as it doesn't affect the Panthers. No. Because, and it won't affect the Panthers because the Panthers are going to be eliminated in the playoffs within by like week 12. Yeah. Let's see. This game is intriguing because the Raiders have come out of nowhere and really bought Josh Jacobs, Darren Waller, who great offensive weapons the Raiders can use if John Gruden can utilize. And Derek Carr hasn't been as bad as he thought he would be. The Patriots came in falling. Yeah, he is. The defense struggling. Well, in fact, that's not just supposed to be a good friend, but still, he is. Stephon Gill, he knows DK Metcalf. He knows what he's saying. He knows that. He knows what he's saying. He knows that. He knows what he's saying. But, yeah, I think we're going to win this one. Yeah, I'm going to have to spread Patriots cover. John Gruden's going to get that first loss of the year in Patriots. That's all that's the And you're going to have to stick with that. Let's go to Washington football team, Cleveland Browns, two mediocre teams that who knows what direction these seasons can turn. That's how I look at it. I think, man, these seasons could go really ugly or they could, you know, 8 and 8, 7 9. I agree. I think that's fair to say. I'm going to take the football team. Woo! Yeah. Are you serious? I think Dwayne Haskins, Terry McLaurin, is an insane hookup right now. I, I just see them throwing the ball out a little bit. They're just, they're really getting it together. That's what I see. I cannot believe that. I, I, I'm taking Cleveland. I mean, this show was good last week. He took down for 125 yards. The Bill Beckham had 75 receptions yards and touched down. They took a lot better last week. I think they got the week one. Uh, Matt was out of there. They were playing the best in the NFL, the Ravens. It's not going to be a blowout. I think, I think Washington has a spread. I think it's like a field goal issue. But who knows? I, I can't see Washington. Next game. Oh, okay. You know what? Let's do it. Monday Night Football. Kansas City at Baltimore. Arguably, it's not even arguably. The probably the most competitive game that we've had so far this year. Two young, gunning quarterbacks. The Packers are home from Lamar Jackson. Yeah, we like the game of the year week. Wait, week three? It's just kind of similar to. You remember Rams, Steve? Yes, ours. Is that a freshman year? I believe it was a senior year. That was a couple months ago. That was fun. I, I'm getting those vibes. Give me the Ravens. 49 to 45. Sorry, no. Uh, yeah, that's right. I love, I love the way they're on my subject. So, yeah. Give me the Ravens. I like that stuff. I think it's an upper 40s to lower 40s. Give me the Ravens. Like 10 or 17 to See, I'll be honest, it's not going to get that high because we want it to and we're expecting it to. Yeah. But I feel going with the 49 45 rating. The over under is 40, 54 and a half. That's the over. Yeah, that's the over. I would bet the over. Lamar Jackson is great. So is the Hollywood. He's pulled a team of victory last week. He gets charged by the Sixers earlier. Yeah, that'll be fun. Where's that? Where'd he go? I don't even know if they have to say Of course, I want to go to the He gave this humble brag. Going, I, I beat him, so I mean, it doesn't bother me. But, you know, he gave a humble brag going into the break, and I really didn't have a chance to respond. I lost the Jacob's week one because my roommate flipped my lineup. 